I bite into that pasta and oh my gosh, I saw the glory. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Greetings, Dave Zorko here. It's Saturday Omaha, and on this episode, it's Food Recognized Food with Piero Cotrina of WD Cravings. And this is actually part two. In part one, we talked with Piero about some of the things at WD Cravings, as well as some of the mental challenges that are experienced in the restaurant industry. Our conversation wrapped up as we were talking about El Alambre, and uh, Piero was recommending the tacos there and pretty much anything else. So that's where we're going to pick it up. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode as you get to hear some of Piero's experiences in Michelin star kitchens, as well as a story about a cake. Anyway, here we go. It's part two of our talk with Piero of WD Cravings. Then you know the food's good. Oh, my I mean, goodness. the tacos, I mean, the tacos are really good. They put, like, some some sort of a sauce, like the guacamole sauce. I don't know what it is. It's delicious. Like, yeah. delicious. It's it's amazing. So, um, it's not like... Because me and Wendy, we've been to other taquerias, right? We've sure. been um, to many other taquerias. And, and it's funny because I'm, I'm not going to say names, but, you know, sometimes we see them at Omaha Food Lovers, right? Uh-huh. And, you know... Um, compare him to El Alambre and whatnot. And, you know, like sometimes we go over there and and we get disappointed, mm-hmm. really disappointed, not only by the quality of the food, but mm-hmm. the cleanness of the place. Oh, sure. Okay. So me, I, I'm a freak about that. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, I, sitting in here because, you know, listeners, you can't see this, but WD's real clean. So just, just saying, I, I'm looking, I'm looking at floors, floors are clean, walls are clean. Everything's <laughs> I, clean. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, you know, like really like crazy about that just yeah. because you know like and the places that that you know like fine dining you know like it's always you know clean your your station you know like right. clean your piano and you have to even go behind the stove almost every day you know like yeah. so everything has to be clean so um el alambre by far i mean at least for myself is you know like the best taco joint that i try here in omaha awesome. okay I, awesome there's a lot of recommendations that i need to go to sure. but so far el alambre Delicious. Get the tacos. Get the tacos. Chilaquiles. Chilaquiles oh, are yeah. so fire, man. I love some chilaquiles. Fire. And um, what is it? Um, you know, I think anything, any anything really that that St- place. Start else. with the tacos and the chilaquiles, yes. and then go from there. Exactly. Got it. Um, third one. Um, you know, Copal is one of the other places that we've been going a lot. Yeah, Copal. They have um, some fun stuff there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, their mole second and, mo- and maple. Yes. yes. Their mole uh, is yeah. really good. I like that. And the enchiladas. Yes. I know. Yes. It's so delicious. That, that, that sauce is so complex and just tasty. And, we we yeah. get uh, either the mole or the green enchiladas. Wendy's kind of, you know, like picking different things from the menu. Yeah. Uh, I think last time she got the uh, copal fajitas, which was Ooh. really good, man. It, it's got like this hint of like chipotle inside the sauce. Nice. That is like some 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 sort of a smoky. Yeah. And, the, you know, the whole thing just kind of pairs well with the tortillas. Oh, just a winner. So good. Just out of the park. Right. And... Well, you mentioned you mentioned rice earlier. Yeah, they don't do their rice like everybody else because it's it's a white like a long grain rice with some vegetables in there, and for some reason it's yeah. just really good. It's it, it, they, I don't know what they put in there. So but you know, like there's a um, you know like the typical Mexican rice. I feel that you you uh, 
cook it with like either tomatoes and, right. and carrots and you know like you make it turn red right right so whereas um at least in peru you know like we do only white rice correct so in you know other places also white rice but yeah no i mean i th i think that that's that's the, the the true mexican rice you know like some some sort of a red color sure i can i don't know what they put in it but it's delicious yeah and so um you know the whole vibe of that place i feel that it's it's good you know like we like yeah. sitting right next to the window you know like look outside sometimes it's cold and you're also getting oh forgot to tell you the caldo caldo de pollo right yeah. which is uh a, like a chicken, a soup? chicken yeah. broth yeah. yeah chicken broth yeah so good i haven't had it like, there oh man okay a little bit of avocado inside like yeah? with like some uh cilantro onions and boy it's so fire it's, that's it's awesome. like fire so that's kind of like our go-to whenever we're feeling like soup yeah because we go over there and it reminds us to you know like the chicken soup that we eat our you know like in peru or yeah. mexico really good can't that's, go wrong that's awesome uh now the other place that we like to go it's uh well blue sushi for uh happy hour sure yes that's really i mean i try other sushis i i think blue's got the crunchy blue Fair <laughs> enough. That, that's, that's just that's just addictive i mean I, i really like what you know like what the uh what they have you know and i used to work for you know like um blue a long time ago and you know it um it's got good memories you know sure. like in myself and yeah. you know the product that they get you know it's really good so you know you i can go confident over there you know with my mind clean and you know be like okay i'm gonna order some sushi right so, yeah um and then after that um you know we've been just trying um Uh, there's Salwing as well. Salwing, the oh. uh, location on uh, what is it, Saddle Creek? Yes. They have other locations. They're, they have actually a Salwing not too far from here. Yeah, because they have like four or five locations I, now, right? Has it But been that, I, that I many? think there's at least four because Holy there's cow. yeah, there's one in Pacific. There's one out west, like you said, the right, 100 right. And, was that 156 or, or no, maybe in closer, maybe 144th I, and uh, Maple. I only know the the one on Saddle Creek, right. and the one over here. Okay. Yep. But I didn't know that, man, I mean, it's great. Yeah, yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're, uh, we were talking to uh, Jess and Paul Urban a while back, mm -hmm. and uh, Jess loves the uh, Pat CU there. Right. I love the Drunken Noodles are just, yeah. that's my thing, man. The Pat CU, that's, yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I go for, too. Nice. And, um, you know, Wendy likes the Pad Thai. Um, yeah. It's really, I mean, really fresh food, you know what I mean? It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's like, um, that's why I love, you know, at, this this small restaurants because you can you can really find like something unexpected you sure. know and uh I, i it's just so fresh i you know they have also their own little market over there in saddle creek so you know it's it's you know that they're like sourcing from right from over there and it's right. it's a perfect marriage i want to say That's, that's awesome. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, well, I mean, uh, well, any perfect. Uh, well, I, did I give you all? all that, yeah. That's a wonderful yeah. list. Okay. And okay, what's okay. great is because we've had a lot of guests on the show for Food Recognized Food, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. a couple of those that you mentioned. Uh, now, we, we did, um, I've eaten that Copal, but we haven't had anybody suggest that. And the Vietnamese place over there by the Mart, I'm going to have to try that for sure. Dude, you have to. So, uh, I, you, I will. I promise I will. I will. On your recommendation, hungry, I will. Go hungry. Okay. So, you can just bowl out and just and eat get, it all. Eat it all. That's awesome. That's it. Well, 
so let's uh, let's open it up outside of Omaha because yeah. so you're originally from Peru. Uh, yes. Wendy's from Mexico. Yes. Right. So uh, you're well traveled. Some places if people are in the United States or in the world anywhere, yeah. <laughs> if you're traveling, what are some awesome places people should check out that you might remember? Right. Well, um, Lima. I can't really say about too much about Lima. Uh, haven't been there in a while and uh, you know some of the places that I used to go they're either closed or sure. you know they're they're not existing um, right however you know when I was in Lima I there's a place I gotta say it you know it's called El Gato okay okay the cat, the cat yes the cat uh-huh. so you know it, he was like right next to this market right to the market right by my house and it's not the best sanitary conditions, <laughs> but boy, there's ceviche. Uh-huh. There's ceviche. Oh, you know, sometimes you're not going to beat the secrets that, you know, little shacks like that have. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is, but the guy has been, even during COVID, I mean, he's still going, right? So, yeah. um, also, my cousin was telling me, you know, like, um, there's this, also this, um, this Peruvian broth is called parihuela. Okay. Okay. It's made with seafood, crab, crab okay. shells. Um, you know, a lot. It's so concentrated. Wow. Good depth so of flavor. So freaking good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, and so, you know, you eat though. You eat that whenever you're like super hangover. Sure. Man. It's like it's like menudo if you're if you're in Mexico the day after. You know, yeah. It, it's the best cure. Like ceviche and then parihuela and then you're going back to sleep. The- That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's a rule. So, you know. You get that, and um, my cousin was telling me, you know what? I had this in another restaurant that, you know, like, was, you know, more expensive. And, like, the, so the price difference turning into dollars. I think he paid $30 at this restaurant for, for a plate, for a yeah. dish of parihuela. Yeah. And El Gato, well, is some, well, when I left, it was five souls. That would be almost less than $2. <laughs> less than two freaking dollars. <laughs> And he was like, you know what? El Gato is much better. Oh, man. And he's like, I told you. See, I told you. <laughs> this, this is so fun. So you're bringing it back to because you were mentioning all these, you know, you were watching videos on street food and those right. kind of places. And I was thinking about this and I'm like, I think the oldest like fried chicken place like in the world or something is in China. Okay. Okay. And I want to tell you it's been open for a hundred years might even be cutting it short. Wow. It's been open for like a hundred years. And, um, you know, those... Those are the places that seem to last are these little shacks right. and there's there's a oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it if it was in it was in Thailand. I'll have to find it anyway. Okay, okay. But it's this it's this little lady and she's been making noodles at this street like roadside street place. Right. Since, you know, she was a young lady and she's I don't know how mm-hmm. old she is now, and she's still she's like ninety or something mm-hmm. every day gets up makes these noodles and like you said there's people lined up right. in the street because they want this and it only tastes like this and like you said el, el gato here yeah. you know for you know two bucks or whatever it's crazy it isn't is it still it's, there it's, it is it's just crazy you know like it's like you're paying you know like so much for you know like i, I get it you know you're paying sometimes for like the the uh, experience and, sure you know it's more of an experience on, on other places but places like that you just yeah. go for the food you right. Know, period. You don't. Doesn't matter if you're sitting outside in the curb. Right. You know, like doesn't matter if you're sitting on a crate or whatever. You know, you just enjoy them. That's why it's I beautiful. love street food so much because yeah. you know it, it's like you get things that you will get sometimes at a restaurant and you're like, oh, 
luckily I pay $150 for, you know, for this course or something. Where, like, you can get it for, like, $1.50 at, you know, like, at, at any street street stalls. And so right. I, I love that that devotion or not so much devotion. I, I don't know what, it, I, I think it's love. It's just pure love, you know? Like, you yeah. just get up and you do what you do for, like, a long time. You know, right. like, a, a probably... 10, 15, 50 years, maybe a hundred years. Cause you, you know? cause you have the love and you, you care about it. And that's exactly. that heart that you, that you mentioned is in there. It, so. It's just, you know, like priceless. So, right. you know, um, that's back in Peru. So, you know, like there's a lot of places like that in Peru, uh, a lot of places, however, that they've been, you know, like Peru has been growing a lot, um, for culinary and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, now they have this mixture of uh, cuisines like Japanese and Peruvian is called Nikkei. Oh, cool! And so it's uh, it's almost like a Jap uh, no Peruvianized uh, almost uh, Japanese cuisine that sure. might range from uh, sushi, you know, yeah. like any style of the five styles of sushi, or uh, any anywhere from you know um, uh, what is it? Uh, um, I can I can recall. There's a a word for this seasonal uh, fine dining um, uh, experience, okay, right? Okay. But I can I can recall any anyway. So Peru has been growing a lot on that, and uh, you know we realize that you know we also have amazing product. We have you know three different levels of um, ecosystems, right? So it, it's it's an abundance of uh, products that somebody you know with experience with the right experience can yeah. bring the techniques and you know be in a paradise yeah. basically so uh, well that's that for peru and then um let's go back to america let's go back over here let's take a plane so there we go i got my passport we can come back yeah all right all right can i get a gin and tonic too? yes please right. too so um you know we're um um, let's say we landed in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. Right? All right. Um, this is also going to be tied to the uh, to the food stories that, that I have. So excellent, excellent. Um, well, uh, Frasca in Boulder, Colorado. Frasca okay. Food and Wine. Right. Amazing restaurant. This is uh, like one of the staples in, in you know in Boulder. Yeah. Uh, they have like three James Beard Awards. Uh, the oh my last goodness. one was like. Um, I think 2018 for outstanding service wow. and then uh, 2016 for like outstanding wine service. Wow. And so, you know, when that was, I will say that was my first stash. All right. Stash in the um, culinary world is almost like a, like an internship. Right. right? Usually it, not paid. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. So, um, you know, I, uh, I had to buy, you know, my, well, Actually, I didn't buy a plane ticket. I drove, so I had to pay my own gas. I have to pay my own food and whatnot. Um, and now, luckily, I was staying with you know a few friends over there yeah. in, in Colorado, right? Um, so I um, I went over there thanks to this master sommelier that I used to work with at uh, the boiler room. Oh, sure, okay, right. So uh, his name is Jesse Baker, an amazing guy. I mean, he's he had taught me so much not only for you know like in the wine and food um side but also in almost how to how to go get what you want yeah right because nobody's gonna offer you anything nobody's gonna offer you hey you want to work in a michelin star restaurant here right here <laughs> you know like let's go you know here you you have a position no nobody's gonna tell you that yeah. right that's just 
a little bit having the mentality of a movie, you know, like you expect somebody that, you know, you expect to meet a mentor, you expect to meet somebody that is going to tell you, well, I like you, kid. Why don't you come out to my <laughs> restaurant and I'll show you how to make kicks that food, you know? Right. No, you know, sometimes you have to go get it, like wake up, get up, spend your own money, spend your own time. And do make those sacrifices. Invest right? in yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like at the same, at the beginning, it's it's like, well, you're not gonna get paid for it. That that's so stupid. You know, like many people have this mentality. It's a it's a very very small mentality. Like I call it small because they they don't grow. You know, they're always stuck over there in their world, thinking mm -hmm. that you have to get paid in order to be good or to be for your time to be recognized, right? Sure. But what do you what do you know what to do or what what do you do? Right. At that moment, you don't know what to how to do or what to do it or to do anything, basically, right? Yeah. So you they're doing you a favor by allowing you to be there and actually probably messing up one of the one of their dishes right true because they're going to have to keep an eye on you train you right you're a liability you right. are the liability right over there so right um sometimes you know like i had many conversations with many you know like uh, chefs with many future chefs with any 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 per per person right uh even outside of the culinary world you know if you want something you know like go get an internship go get a stash fly yourself to the farthest part of the planet and don't expect to get paid like you have to you have to pay for this right it's like your education right you have to pay for your education sure. that's true so granted you're not gonna end up in a bigger debt than you know going to like uh, i don't know a culinary school or something like that right but you're also gonna get the full experience why because you're gonna get to interact with real chefs. You're gonna get to interact with people that are moving probably three, four times faster than you are with like the grace of a swan. <laughs> like they're just all, you know, like they have this graceness that, that you know, like they move, how, how they grab their pants, how they keep their station clean, how they hold the knives, how, how do, you know, they hold the knives whenever they're sharpening. Many things that, you know, like you pick up as a cook, right? So, I tell everybody, it's not how much you get paid, what determines what you're worth. Sure. It's how much of knowledge you have in order for you to start from zero to a hundred anywhere. Yeah. Like you, because he, let's face it, you know, you get, you're, you're like, you know, going to, to work to a place that has benefits. You're going to work to a place that has, you know, 401k and they pay you, I don't know, like $25 an hour. And you're like, yeah, man, you know, like I'm working in this place, $25 an hour, 401k. Yeah, I'm set. You know, I'm cool. But what are they going to teach you over there? They're not going to teach you different techniques. They're not going to teach you um, how to, uh, you know, source your product from farmers. They're not going to teach you anything within the story of, for that product, right? Mm -hmm. You're always going to be cooking something boring. You're always going to be cooking something that is set, all right? So independent restaurants, they're sometimes the best, like they're almost like jewels um, that you have to go and actually pay to look at, you know, you don't pay right. a jeweler to actually, you know, um, to, for you to, you know, like you don't pay a, you have to pay a jeweler in order to get a piece of jewel, sure. right? Sure. So, um, in a way you invest your time for knowledge, 
right? You're making your knowledge even more, your experience even more, you know, valuable. You right. know, that's what people pay for. People with skills and different different skill sets outside of Omaha, outside mm -hmm. of, you know, like the world or not the world, but outside of America, sure. right? Yep. And so, you know, it's important to, you know, all the young people that are considering, you know, like being a professional chef, don't let the amount of money that they're paying you determine the kind of chef or person that you are. Like that is not valuable at all because it's money. Money goes goes and come comes and goes right. it disappears it's not real however knowledge it stays in your head right you can be in the middle of i don't know in the middle of 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 a small town waiting for somebody to hire you at that rate and you're probably going to end up doing something else because you know nobody is going to pay you 25 dollars an hour in a small town whereas if you have the the ability to actually create a menu, create something that people hasn't seen before or mm -hmm. to do something to bring an experience to that to that town is specific. Right. You know, you're going to be unique and then you're going to grow and then you're going to be, you know, uh, an entrepreneur. You're going to be your own boss. You're going to, you know, produce, um, you know, jobs for people. So, you know, sometimes people like the, 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 the fast results, the, the fast track, you know. Sure. Everything that is worth in this life, it is not like that. Everything, anything, you 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 might be looking to change your weight. You might be looking to, I don't know, um, you know, um, be um, be a doctor or be an astronaut. You know, you you have to, you know, like take an immense amount of time and you know, like into studying if you're going to be a doctor, um, into probably you know, like you know, mess, messing some some amputation or something. <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> Or, you know, make like, sure to write left or right on whichever right, arm exactly. um, you're going to work out. Right yeah, one, man. <laughs> Don't worry, we can stitch it back up. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. You know, um, so you have to you have to invest in yourself. <laughs> so um, same goes for over here. So anyway, um, when I went to Colorado, when I went to Frasca, uh, that was the first time that I was exposed to like a very professional kitchen outside of Omaha. Right. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of people from the French Laundry. There was a lot of people oh from goodness. Queens yeah. uh, in San Francisco. So, you know, you can. When I when I stepped in there, I could see every single one of them moving at the same pace that I I thought I was I was moving. And I consider myself quick in the kitchen. I consider myself fast. But everybody was moving at that speed. Even the young, the the, the, the <laughs> new people, right? So yeah. you're like, oh boy, you know. <laughs> What did I got myself into? And then, you know, the, the chef goes like, hey, man, you know, like, are you here to, you know, like, uh, look, are you looking for a job or are you just hanging out? I'm like, well, I like to learn, you know. Okay, you know, like, you're going to make this arancini. So, mm. arancini, the little bolts of rice. Uh, yes. I, I don't know if you were responsible for the ones at Via Farina, but I still get those all the time. And my <laughs> gosh, man, I, I love I, them. I, I'm, I wasn't there for, for the arancinis. Okay. I, okay. All right. Well, if you ever make them at WD, I'll, I'll be here. You know here. what? We, we've been thinking about uh, doing arancinis over here, but you know, probably, probably in the near future. But you know, I was there um, taking care of the arancinis. I was there, uh, you know, sometimes picking herbs um, until... The first day is always going to be the trickiest, right? You're not going to be able to sure. talk to anybody. Yeah, you and just don't know what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the main thing is just to keep silent. 
just listen. watch exactly listen Observe. don't don't be like the 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 person that is afraid to to be wrong and be like oh yeah you know oh yeah I, oh oh yeah absolutely yeah, yeah yeah i know this i know no you don't know anything until you actually do it a hundred times sure. you don't know anything until you probably source it 200 times <laughs> you know so in a way that humbleness you have to be humble you have to be able to look like a fool for five seconds but not look like a fool for the rest of your life right right Better so, to look at the fool at the beginning than and exactly. learn. Yeah, so, that's a good point. You know, you you're just learning and learning and soaking up this knowledge, and you know, you start interacting with the people, you know, a little bit because, you know, sometimes you will attract people to your to you whenever you're working. Yeah. Because you're so focused on what what you're doing, because you don't say a word, you know, and in a way, you know, that kind of you kind of have in your head, man, where is this guy coming from? You know, like, right. I want to know what he knows, you know, like he probably knows something that I don't know. So right. you just kind of like get intrigued <laughs> and, you know, you start talking and, you know, like at the beginning you go learn and it was an amazing experience because that's where I actually tried my first bite of legit pasta. Ooh. I was like, so the chef, you know, like they feed you over there. They, they go like, okay, what do you want to try? Okay. You know, like, and so I was like, I can't remember what I pointed at, but they were like, okay, well, you know, we, we made this dish, um, for the round table so you can have it. And it was this nettle tagliatelle with pickle anchovies and, uh, asparagus puree or something like that. Wow. Okay. So I only mentioned like three ingredients, right? Yes. Three plural ingredients. And I bite into that pasta and oh my gosh, I saw the glory. Right? So <laughs> oh, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, what am I eating right here? Hey, Dave here. Just a quick break. Thank you so much for listening. If you get a moment, please leave us a nice positive review on your podcast provider like Apple or Google. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for interacting with us on social and uh, back to the show. Okay. So well, I only mentioned like three ingredients, right? Yes. Three plural ingredients. And I bite into that pasta and oh my gosh i saw the glory right? so <laughs> oh, i was yeah. like oh my gosh what am i eating right here and i started like like you know digging through the through the noodles to see you know like how the anchovies were presented how like the puree was set up wow. and you know like i i even grabbed the little bit of pasta and i looked at it in the middle i started just like looking at this dish for like 20 minutes and you know, like one of the guys was like, you know, you're supposed to eat that, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, it's just, it's so good. It's so delicious. So from that time on, it was like, I was like, I need to learn how to make this. I need to learn. Like I, in my head, you need to learn. Yeah. So I would, you know, I would get up early, even earlier than, you know, like normally what you get up to, you know, like go to work and whatnot that's when would they make the pasta and so i was like hey man you know like can i come in early in the morning so i can you know just help the pasta guy yeah 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 you know go ahead and you know you have to be humble for this too you know you have to earn your way of passage in a way right sure, you, sure. you you know the, the night before i stayed you know and i i scrapped you know like pretty much the the equipment with those guys i scrapped the floor with those guys so you know like you you're there to work harder than what you normally work in your in your normal life right so you um you get your right of passage and 
they show you how to make the pasta, how to make the braces, how to make this. Um, and then at the end, you build relationships, right? And so, you know, uh, they, will, they will ask me, hey, so, you know, where are you going next? You know, and I was like, well, there's this restaurant in uh, San Francisco called Queens. You know, I, I really want to go there. And there's like three guys that they look at each other and they're like, you're going to Queens, man? Oh, man, yeah, we know people over there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, you can go over there, you know, just... We'll just call them, like, we'll tell them you're coming. Yeah, yeah. and so, you know, like, oh, man, don't worry, man. You know, like, you're, you're a great guy. So, you know, like, uh, at once after, you know, after my, my time at Frasca finished, you know, I, I came back. I was working on the boiler room at the yeah. time. And, you know, I got to say the boiler room was the place that allowed me to grow as a chef probably by an immense by an immense level like at, at the time i was i was the, the prep guy right sure um okay. i was a guy that um you know will butcher the animals will like get their hands into the salami production will get their hands into you know like the pasta production wow so that's where I learned how to butcher whole animals. That's where I learned to make salami. That's where I learned to understand about cultures or, um, you know, like bacteria. Oh, sure. You like know, doing sourdough starters or whatever. Sourdough starters, and, yeah. you know, like the, the pH or acidity that you're looking to get a salami from zero. Yeah. You know, like how to keep a chamber, you know, like, um, you know, almost um, impeccable, you know, like. For it to like the, grow, the science of exactly. the whole thing. So you yeah, know, like you have to draw some certain moisture from the air. So you start reading a lot. Like if you if you're gonna gonna be a serious chef, like you have to go down the freaking science. Path. Yeah. Like you're gonna have to grow, like learn molecular levels, like atomic levels, just so you can understand better the process like of it. What's happening? Exactly. Yeah. You know, like I tell everybody, you know, like a a cook is gonna is gonna be able to follow a recipe a chef is going to tell you the how and why of things it's a deeper understanding exactly of, yeah. you know so um you i did some serious reading over there um they luckily you know like the the chefs over there they they trust me and um uh, even though sometimes i had to you know like burn a few things here and there but sure it's gonna know, happen they, they had a lot of patience with me and you know um they, they saw my growth, you yeah. know, they saw the, the time and effort that I was putting into, you know, reading or experimenting or bringing new, new stuff to the menu, right? So right. Um, once I started doing my internships, they were like, yeah, man, you know, like they will give me a little more input into the menu um, just because I feel you bring new ideas, right? You bring ideas that you can... You see techniques, and then you have the ingredients over here, and you marry them both together. So, yeah. you know, um, did a lot of experimentation over there with pasta, uh, cheese. So, uh, after that, I went to Queens in San Francisco. Um, that's another place that I recommend. Excellent. Um, they have their uh, uh, not-so-fancy sister restaurants called Cotonia, okay. which means Queens oh, nice. in Italian. <laughs> yes. Nice. And Cotonia... Oh my gosh! Like it's it's um, right by uh, between uh, Embarcadero and Chinatown uh, okay. on the northwest northeast side of San Francisco. Um, so good, rustic Italian mm. at its best. I mean, there's other restaurants. There's a lot of restaurants that you know, like they have that. But Cotonia have it like really close In to my heart. heart. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, so I went to Queens. Uh, Cotonia and Queens are uh, united by this uh, almost like a small passage. Okay. Um, you know, they they bring stuff from Queens to Cotonia and likewise from Cotonia to Queens, right? So um, when I went over there, oh my gosh, the m most beautiful stove that I saw in my life. It was a, <laughs> it was a bonnet stove, almost like a half a million to a million dollar stove. Ooh. It was just amazing. The experience was just different. I mean, and the chefs were like, even, you know, like I would say there's, it's a different level, you know, like from from any other kitchen. I, I don't want to say Frasca is not there. Frasca sure. is, is like right by, you know, Queens. Like they, they, yeah. they're, you know, Queens is now a three Michelin star kitchen. Goodness. And it's, it's like a level of uh, timing, you know, the amount of, uh, the, 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 everybody seems that they're connected into one single brain. Like it's so crazy to think about that, the timing. Anyway, learn, a little more about pasta over there. Yeah. I, uh, I woke up even earlier than that I, I used to do. <laughs> Didn't it. sleep. And it's it like, wasn't man, even waking you know, up. Like, all these places, I need to like wake up earlier and earlier, so <laughs> I'm gonna be able to sleep on the street. You know, like just wait for them until they open the in door. Fact, I'll just be in the kitchen right when you open the door. Just right, yeah, I just gonna, you know, I'll sleep in the walk-in. Just <laughs> give me a pair of you know like newspapers and I'll cover myself out here. So, you know, like, um, I did some pasta over there and, um, you know, it was an amazing experience as well. Um, you know, the guys over there, um, they were all Hispanic and you know what? They, sometimes they didn't know for what restaurant they were working for. And I was like, do you know what type of restaurant you're working at right now? Yeah, you know, I'm making my noodles and everything. And I'm like, dude, you're working for the best restaurants in San Francisco if not the America. And they have that realization, that moment of realization that probably nobody ever explained them, right? Sure. And so you can you can tell that they were even taking more pride into what they're doing, you know? So yeah. it, it's a, it's it's so nice to work with people like that, that they, they know where they are, they know where they're working. And, you know, granted, you know, like sometimes it's not a cutthroat kitchen, but the, the environment is much more serious because you have to earn your right of passage again, but sure. you have to take ownership on every single thing that you do, every yeah. single thing. So, you know, um, making family meal and whatnot, and so uh, staff meal, sure. in other words. So, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you, you're you just there with, for the experience. You're there, you know, looking at this guy, you know, uh, making you know these uni eggs back into like in the shape of an egg and you know like it's it's crazy the amount of work that they go you know like in this other guy butchering this fish at, at like a fast rate that you're never ever ever <laughs> seeing and you're like oh man you know like and then this other girl you know like butchering a pig and everything oh you're like oh man there's so much to see <laughs> look at all this yeah exactly wow. so you know um I had an amazing experience I, I I met with Jesse Becker over there and um you know we he took me on a little tour of, you know, like a restaurants over there and every single restaurant we pop a bottle of wine. Yeah. I just don't remember how I got to my hotel <laughs> that day. It was my last day over there. I, I, I was staying in this hotel in Chinatown, granted not the best looking hotel, but I also I could afford, right? Sure. Right. Right. I only remember the third restaurant. After that, <laughs> apparently we went to two other more restaurants and then a, a, a place to, to like catch some drinks. I don't remember that part. 
I had to catch my plane at 7 in the morning. Oh. It was 11 in the morning, and I woke up with the worst headache, oh. still drunk. Oh. I was like, wait, where am I? Because the, the place looked like, honestly, like <laughs> a, one of those places from Hostel, right? Oh, no. So I was like, wait, where am I? Like, am I in the right place? And so. And then you didn't I, have any of that soup from Peru no, to wake you up either. I, I didn't have time. <laughs> I didn't have time to, like, either, you know, like, find. I think I might have left some things over there at the hotel. I just grabbed my, like, what I could, and I was like, man. I lost my flight. I like. I need to go to the airport like ASAP right oh now. Oh my gosh! So uh, I grab a taxi and then you know like the taxi took like 20 minutes to go to the to the airport and whatnot. And so I was like, man, you know, like okay, uh, jump into the into the airport. Luckily, I they were able to move my flight. I was like, oh okay. So after that, you know, like I I jump in the plane and I started, you know, like you know reviving all these experiences like yeah i left in such a rush that i didn't have time to probably assimilate you know right they're just random thoughts they didn't they didn't exactly sit and and set and, and yeah. form and so yes finally when i came to omaha i was like okay this is this was an amazing experience so wow let's put it into work you know and you know one of the things i uh, that i learned over there was the raviolo and yeah. you know the raviolo it's so close to my heart it's really, really close to my heart because that was the first legit pasta that I probably learned how to make and, you know, recreate in different ways. You know, um, when I was at the boiler room, they, um, you know, I remember Paul will ask me, yeah, man, you know, why don't you make the ravioli, make the ravioli. And it's, it, it was time consuming, right? Sure. But then you, you learn how to make it quicker and quicker. And so um, one, one day we, we were experimenting and... Um, we experimented with a lot of things, you know, like with, um, um, you know, mixing braised meat into the raviola and whatnot. And so it, it was an amazing experience just because they give you a technique and then you just elevate it. You, you're just, you're just like, oh, maybe I can grab this. Maybe I can grab that and put it all in here. Maybe I can, you know, like do it in this way. Maybe I can do it with, uh, you know, dark pasta. Maybe we can do it with squid ink or something. So you, so you... You, Stash, so you're talking about Fresca mm -hmm. and you're talking about these places in San Francisco that you experienced. And you had said that, you know, the difference between, you know, somebody that's just following a recipe and a chef is you're able to look down at the science level. So you're back at the boiler room after all these experiences. Mm -hmm. And do you, do you think that, I mean, all these other, these stages, these things that you experience, and then you come together and chef there, Paul says, okay, do something with this raviolo. So you needed all of those prior experiences and knowledge mm -hmm. and techniques and all of those factors to then do something now with that right. raviolo. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it, without those experiences, I wouldn't even know what raviolo or how to make a good pasta dough for that raviolo or, sure. you know, like, or how to make ricotta or how to make, you know, a really good ricotta, you know, because there's one way to make ricotta there's another way to make ricotta that is so much creamier and everything also most like mascarpone yeah you know it's 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 different you know once you get to see all these techniques and then you go to your little lab that for me was a boiler room and then you know experimenting with all those things you know right um and like i said luckily you know the guys over there they trusted me they they were amazing you know uh at the time tim nicholson was a sous chef yeah. And, you know, we we kind of experimented with burrata. We experimented Ooh. with a lot of things, had a lot of fun. 
so you have a lot of you know um, a lot of support for your from your team, right? Yeah. In order for you to grow, um, and then after that, I mean, uh, I did my time at the boiler room. Then I uh, had to leave the boiler room to uh, Texas, mm -hmm. and so um, I was in Texas for probably about a year or two. Um, I was at Gucci. Um, Japanese restaurant over oh, okay. there in Texas, James Beard War as well. My goodness. And, um, you know, I also learned my fair share of things over there, you yeah. know, um, uh, with fish, especially with fish, um, uh, different techniques that I, I haven't thought about. And, you know, the, the fact that you get with so many people, you know, like so many cultures are over there, you know, Japanese culture, you know, like American culture, you know, like you have your Mexican culture and, yeah. you know, um, you learn to put them all together and create your own. Sure. Because that's what's about, you know, I feel that you get inspired, you get, you know, like experiences from these other places, but then you make them your own, right? right. So in a way it was, you know, like, um, was a, a whole process of, you know, like techniques and everything. So after that, um, they were, uh, they actually got me uh, an internship to uh, 11 Madison Park. And so. Oh my goodness. I remember I, I went now, there and. Now that is a Danny Meyer restaurant, right? Uh, that's a Daniel Hum. Oh, okay. Daniel Hum. Okay. Um, Danny Meyer, I think, has Gramercy Tavern. Gra yes, yes, you're correct. So, okay. Um, yes. You know, also three Michelin star. I think yes. Two Michelin star now. But um, no, I mean, I, wow. I went there and uh, Kane Atkinson was going to do his internship at WD-50. Oh, really? Yeah. With so, Dufresne. Yeah. yeah. So we were like almost at the same time over there. And, oh, my goodness. Uh, it was an amazing experience again. Um, I wow. Mean, just the level of professionalism, you know, like the level of cleanness, the level of everything was just elevated times times 10. It, it, an amazing restaurant. I mean, I, I wish I could have stay like they offered me a job but i had this contract with you know like the, the place in, in texas i was sure. like i have to go back i'm sorry and so they were like okay maybe for next time and no, you no. know are are you classically trained from a school perspective or is this all been learning and staging and all of those things it's all from the school of hard knocks my gosh what was the very first restaurant that you cooked at that you started learning at? You know, uh, it's got to say um, the boiler room. The boiler room. Yeah, the boiler room was the, the setting, the foundation stone for so, all that. So you started there and that helped you to branch out to staging at Fresca to right. uh, Quinn's. Quinn's. And, and then, and then I mean, wow. And then, just to branch out to, you know, I was in Philadelphia, gosh. I was at Vetri, um, went to uh, New York, and then I was at Laverne and Dan uh, this, uh, for a while, and then wow. I went to uh, Oma, well, 11 Madison Park, uh, and then I ended up in Torisi, which is where I met Wendy. Nice. Uh, yeah, and so um, I mean, it's been it's been quite the troubles. No uh, kidding. Every every trouble is worth it, just because um, you learn and you meet so many people. You know, yeah. you learn so many with so many people, and so. You know, it's 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 amazing how all this can be. Um, you know, all these experiences can teach you. Well, Piero, since we still have a little bit of coffee left in our cups, I, I think here, yes, so yes, this yes, this yes, is yes, good. Sips, yeah. And before we before we finish wrapping it up, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about food memory, although. Mm -hmm. 
This has been so cool because I've traveled with you through your life. So there's a lot of food memory that's happened there. But I wanted to give you the opportunity if there's anything from, you know, your childhood, anything that just really sticks with you today that, uh, you know, really means something to your to your heart and soul that you might want to tell the tell the folks about here. Mm, um, there was an instance that um, somebody ordered a, a frisier cake with like six tarts, right? Okay. Uh-huh. And the next day, uh, you know, we're, we're, but that day it was only me and Wendy working and, you know, we're working from, you know, 6 a.m. in the morning uh, to like all the way to 10, you know, like all it, it's day long. Yeah. Long yeah, hours and yeah. like every single day, you know, so this guy, you know, is like, yeah, oh my gosh, it looks beautiful and everything. So he took his home, takes the cakes home, comes back the next day in the morning. He's like, Hey man, you know, you guys gave me a cake full of ants. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean full of ants? Yeah, the cake, it's got ants coming inside out from the cake. And I, I, I try to like process what he what was he's saying, saying. Because I don't know if it was, I was like, I don't know if it's a lack of sleep, it's a lack of caffeine, what is it? I'm not processing what you're saying. And he's like, yeah, I, I got the cake in my car. And Wendy, I tell that to Wendy, Wendy looks at me like, like the life just drained out of her. Like she, she just turned pallid. Right. And so I was like, you know, take it easy. Let's go. Let's go see what he's talking about. And Wendy puts like an immense amount of work with his oh, cake, yeah. with her cakes, right? Sure. It just, they looks like, they, it looks like Michelangelo did it. And, you know, so much time and effort. I, I'm, I'm, I'm witness of the time. And, you know, passion that he puts to her cakes. Right. That, you know, when the guy opens the box, literally there's like a whole colony of ants crawling inside out from the, oh. from the strawberries to the cake, from the cake frosting. It's almost like they built a little scion inside <laughs> this cake. The ant farm. And like, yeah. yeah. And like these six little colonies what of like, like very tarts. I couldn't even be believe what first. I couldn't believe what my eyes were seeing because I never seen so many ants that concentrated. Was, just whoa! Uh, yeah. So and then I couldn't. I I I did not know what to do because I saw Wendy's face and Wendy's face. She already looked like the life was out of her. Now it looked like her soul was completely out of her. Oh like, my goodness! She, like completely frozen, looking at her pastries. And then I look at the guy and I was like. I don't want to see this guy right now because it's affecting Wendy. But at the same time, I don't know what's affecting more. The, the cake with the ants or, or the guy. What do I do? What do I get rid of first? <laughs> like I was, I had all these questions in my head. Right. So I'm like, okay, Piero, first, you know, like you need to calm your, yourself down because first you, you're not, you don't, you don't have enough sleep, right? And, you know, Wendy is like at this point, like turning blue almost. And I was sure. like... You know what, sir? Where where do you kept this? And and I was like, and he was like, well, I put him in my fridge. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, there's no way you put him in your fridge because your fridge doesn't have ants, and we don't <laughs> sell things with ants over here. We it's ant. not like we put a bump of ants inside the cake and waited for it to like go. And it's low. a baked good. It got like to 200 degrees. Right. There's no ants in there. So you know, like it, it's like, man, what do I do? What do I say? And so I was like, well. Okay, bottom line, what do you want? Like, and he's like, well, you know, I need a cake. I need another cake. And I was like, well, we can't make, I make, we can't make another cake because 
you know, just because, you know, like, uh, we, we took two days in making these things, and, you know, like, right now we don't have other cakes. We make them to order, right? And uh, he goes, like, well, I, I need something for today. I was like, well, okay, let's compromise a little bit, okay. I'm, I can give you an array of different cakes, right, for today, but I'm going to at least charge you 50% of it. Like, at least so we can make, at least, you know, break even. Some you know? of the cost, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Not even break even, you know. Right. So, he's like, okay, 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 I agree with that. And and again, like, you know, I'm trying to, to, to bring Wendy back to life. Because sure. by this, but right now, Wendy's, like, already looking green. Like, so she went to, from, from white to blue to green. Oh, and I, no. I was like... Wanted, wanted to shake her because I was wanting to see, hey, is there like, any life got, in you? Right. Yeah, exactly. What is it? Talk to me, woman. Oh, my goodness. You know, so oh. I, I was like, okay, you know, but what happened? And, you know, the guy goes like, I don't know, nature. You know, I was like, no, <laughs> don't give me that answer, man. It's like, there was I another know. factor here, exactly. sir. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, we went back inside. I, I had to actually, you know, like push Wendy back inside. And so... Um, She's stunned. Yeah, she was just stunned. I mean... It was the first time that something like that happened to her. And imagine that, you know, imagine it's something, you know, like that you made, you took the time to make beautiful. It's right. just covered in ants, you know, right. like. And and, the, and you the, can't just brush them off. Yeah, that's Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, the fact that wow. you, know, like you can't believe your eyes. I couldn't believe my eyes. I can't believe. That's something out of a movie or something. Exactly. Like, yeah. Imagine how she felt. So oh my I was goodness. like. Okay, you know, I start banging everything for him and everything, okay? So, finally, you know, like, we, we managed to give him the cakes and whatnot. I go back to the kitchen and, and Wendy goes, like, you know, Nature? Nature! I think she might open the door of the cooler and the girl just, <laughs> Nature! Nature! <laughs> so, I was like, Wendy, you know, like, it's, it's just... It, Things like that are going to happen. And, you know, oh. from that, we had the policy of, like, you know, once the cake walks out of here, Your you know, cake. we're going to show you the, how the cake sure. works and everything. After that, we don't take any responsibility for what happened to the cake. There's no return. Yeah, if you take it to a picnic and then, then yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, oh, my you goodness. Know, uh, little things happen, you know, like those growing pains that uh, allows you to, to be, a, a, I guess, a better man, a better business owner, a better, a better um, you know, uh, I don't know, a better boss. Just a person. Yeah, a yeah. better person. So um, it's not only uh, a restaurant, but it's it's your life work. It's, you know, like the all the experiences that you that you put into this place. And um, we're humans. We're not perfect. So, you know, have a little patience with, you know, your, your server. Have a little patience with the owner. Have a little patience with the cook, you know, and be understanding that we're all humans. We make mistakes. But if you don't tell us what, the mistake is we cannot improve in this industry. We cannot better ourselves up as cooks, as chefs, as servers, as business owners. So we need a lot of your feedback, but feedback that is going to be, um, that is going to help us improve ourselves. Okay. So um, we need you. We need you too. So um, that's, that's all I got for, for you know. That's, audience that's that's a, a good way to to wrap things up be patient with you know especially right now there's supply chain issues mm -hmm. there's employment it's hard to find staff right now mm -hmm. and and anytime you know be constructive with your feedback talk to your server talk to an owner be kind about the feedback because they're they're going to want to hear that yes and and i think the other thing you you said there too is 
it's okay wherever you are in the restaurant industry or wherever to to reach out for help, whether that is your friends, your peers, your family, um, if you need to, you know, call support for someone because mental health is, is a real a real thing. And especially I know it affects the, the restaurant industry um, sometimes more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's okay out there. But I'll tell you, the sun is shining outside. Yes. It, it is a beautiful day. Amazing day. It's, it's amazing. And so um, we, I have one last sip of coffee in my coffee cup here. And um, I, think, I think we'll end on a sunshiny, happy note and say thank you so much, Piero. And, and thank you, Wendy, who is not here, um, for all that you do at WD Cravings for your time. I had an absolutely lovely conversation with you, Piero. And nice. if you ever write a book... Uh, let me know. I will be first in line to buy it. Please. I, I'm not a very good writer. I'm probably gonna <laughs> gonna reach out to Dan to help me out with with the writing things. But you know, uh, we're we're very, we have to be very gracious with the with the state of life and the state of mind that we're right now. Like everybody, um, whenever you feel you know like the world is crumbling on you. Um, you need to have uh, that presence where you're at right now because you're not going to let let life or let situations bend you. Everybody has those moments, but you need to recover in how quick you recover. You can fall, but it's not how you fall. It's how you get up. How you get up. And I, I think with that, I can't end it any better than that. So thank you so much, Piero, for Absolutely. being on Food Recognized Food with Saturday Omaha. It's my pleasure having you, Dave. That's awesome. So Let's... it's nice to have you over here at the restaurant. Well, thank you so much. My thanks to Piero, and you can find WD Cravings at 7110 North 102nd Circle. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and FatterdayOmaha.com. And until we eat again, stay hungry. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this. <laughs>